What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dolphins in that podcast. I'm Daniel. Playoff Houston. edition. Playoff edition. That is a very enthusiastic David Nails. Thanks so much for tuning in. Quick reminder before we start, make sure to subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page. Like, share, comment as well. Subscribe to the Miami Herald. Now, your Miami Dolphins had a big, big regular season finale last Sunday, uh, primetime stage hosting uh, their division rival, the Buffalo Bills. It was for all the marbles, everything on the line, uh, AFC East title, conference's number two seed, a first-round playoff game, and your Miami Dolphins fell short, uh, 21-14 home loss, uh, gives the division crown to the Buffalo Bills, and it sends them, it sends me to Kansas City this weekend where the Dolphins will face uh, the defending Super Bowl champions, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the Dolphins enter the postseason on a two-game losing streak. Uh, a bruised and battered team We've got three guys on injured reserve Tuesday afternoon. We've got three guys coming in uh, to add some depth. They're a bruised and battered team, but they're going to try to pull off a big upset in the elements. We're going to get to that. It's going to be cold. Long John's. My mom must have known something because she gave me a fleece jack, a fleece set <laughs> for Christmas. And I was like, I'm in Miami. Like, why do I need the fleece? But she must have known something. Uh, no, so no, I'm no, put that to good to you. Be the mom. <laughs> that too, that too. But <laughs> that too. But I'm, I'm going to put that to good use uh, this weekend. For sure. We got a lot to talk about uh, for the Dolphins as we transition into the playoffs. Again, a big game on the road against the Kansas City Chiefs. We're going to start with Sunday's game again. Uh, seven point loss down to the wire. Uh, Dolphins enter that game, or they uh, enter the fourth quarter of that game with a seven point lead. It's 14 to seven, but the second half, uh, the offensive kind of sputters a lot. The defense, which is just, you know, losing guys left and right, uh, they're not able to get enough stops on Josh Allen, though. I think they played well considering uh, the circumstances. And now you have a situation where, uh, you know, they have to go on the road. And, uh, you know, I actually asked Mac McDaniel after that game, uh, you know, why is this? You know, I, I, I framed the question with with the caveat that they were nine and three entering uh, after the first week of December and the number one seed in the AFC. And I asked, why is this team in a position now where instead of hosting playoff games, they are uh, traveling and being hosted? And he said, frankly, I don't have a concrete answer right now. Um, that's something for maybe the end of the season. Um, we are going to uh, break that down, why they are in that position. I think that Sunday's game wasn't so much. It, it, was about Sunday, it was about what happened that game, but it's really about what we've seen over the past four or five weeks with this team. Uh, you know, on both sides of the ball. And, you know, I think similar to the Baltimore game, you know, there, there's blame to go around. Um, but we have these consistent themes where I'll start with the defense because I think that that's the easiest unit to break down right now. Um, and this just seems like a group that is, like, just reaching its limits. You know, we we we, we talked about the injuries to, to Jalen Phillips uh, back in November. Bradley Chubb goes down. Now you got Andrew Van Ginkle is out. Jerome Baker comes back, and now he's broken his wrist. Xavier Howard's not going to play on Sunday, hasn't played the last couple of weeks. Like, they've lost so many guys that they fundamentally can't do what they were all brought together to right. do. Now, that's why I said, given the circumstances, for them to hold uh, the the Chiefs, or excuse me, the, the Bills, the 21, really 14 points, 14 points, forced three turnovers, two of them which came in the red zone. I think that, you know, I, it's hard for me to put much on the defense. Obviously, you know, they, they even got the late stop on the fourth down. I think they got the offense to ball back before two or through uh, that game ceiling interception. So it's hard for me to place. I mean, obviously, like they, they can be played better. 
but it's hard for me to, you know, overly over, overly criticize a unit that has been hit so much by injuries. And now you got three linebackers, you know, Cameron Good, Andrew Van Ginkle, Jerome Baker. All those guys are on IR. And now they got to bring in three outside linebackers, three veteran outside linebackers who were, you know, at their house 24 hours ago. It's tough for me to place too much blame on that because, because my expectations for that unit have changed. Well, I, if in any if, if they were healthy and you said they are fully healthy and you said, okay, season finale against Buffalo, you're going to get three turnovers. Now, and, and you know, they got the three turnovers, but jo- Josh Allen was being Josh Allen and he was yeah. he, he was he was serving them up. Um and you're going to hold them to 14 points. You just said, oh, great, fine. And you know, the defense did their job uh, yeah. Sunday night. Uh, you know, the previous week, you know, look, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson has been playing, playing at a breathtaking level uh, where people are, you know, running out of adjectives to unpack uh, for the, over the last month. And that's a team that finally, that seems to have, they found their right pieces to put around Lamar and he's healthy late in the season and they were just playing well. Yeah. You don't I mean, you know, 56 points, 56 points. And, you know, yeah, they didn't play well, but it wasn't, I, I don't, I hesitate to say it's, there's not much they can do about it, but it was, it was one of those games. It was one of those they, games. They really, they really didn't seem like there was much they could do yeah. about it. I mean, you, and um, you know, uh, you you want you don't want the Tennessee, the Tennessee situation to happen. That 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 just can't that you you can't allow that. I don't think of the defense. You know, you got to somebody come up with a stop. I mean, the, the that that's a that's a team collapse. That's a team collapse. But defensively, you can't. You you've got to against that quarterback and that team that you know that's kind of not really going anywhere and you've got everything on the line. No, you've got to get a stop for Pete's sake. You you can't, you can't let them promenade down the field, which is pretty much what they, you know, what they did. It was all but holding their hand. And so, but right now they are, as you said, they're a very banged up group. You can next man up all you want. But there's a reason starters are starters, and there's a reason second stringers are second stringers, and there's a reason guys who aren't on teams were, you know, spent most of this fall, most of these fall Sundays, you know, on the couch like most of most NFL fans. So, you know, it's a it's a really really tough situation uh, going into this game. But yeah, I mean, they, I think Sunday they did their job. Uh, you can't. I, it's quite hard to fault them. You know, your offense gets 57 yards in the second half, and your special teams gives up. You know, a punt return from that was the that was that was the that was the game changer, and and it was that was yeah. an interesting sequence because um, on the last defensive possession, Christian Wilkins got the strip sack on third down. He recovered it. Um, I think the very next play, the last play of the, of the third quarter, you know, the Dolphins get a big uh, 15-yard completion of Tyree Kill, but then they get a couple penalties, they're not able to convert, and then before you know it, you know, you're kicking back to to the Bills, and then they get that punt return touchdown, and then after that, it was like, all right, like, you're like, all right, 
the, the tide the tide is shifting now. And right. obviously the Bills, you know, ran with that momentum and the Dolphins weren't able to stop the stop the bleeding. Right. And it's, it's you know, I think two of the three Sunday night, two the clearly of the three phases of this game of of the game, you know, the defense wasn't the one that failed you. Uh, you know, it's it's the offense and special teams and you know, the offense has to play better in the you know, they have to produce more. In, in any situation for Pete's sake than than that and, and special teams you just can't you can't allow that you can't allow that you can't allow a guy to make turn what is generally a bad place like such a bad play that I think Dallas used to, under Tom Williams used to find guys you know for fielding a punt back there even if they took it all the way back you know that you they'd let a guy turn a bad play into a real to a great play into a game changing play you can't have that happen. And you know, like I say, you there was it. It seemed like after the off, the Bills adjusted to what the Dolphins were doing offensively. Yeah, the, uh, the Dolphins just kept going. What? Why is it not working anymore? It's not working anymore. Why is it not working anymore? Is it working anymore? Why is it not working anymore? Before they figured anything out, you know, it was twenty one fourteen, and the clock struck zero, and they're headed to Kansas City. Yeah, the the offense was a, was a, is, is interesting because you know I've seen you no know, fan reaction placing blame in various spots and um, you know I know Mike McDaniel has taken some some criticism uh, for I mean I mean the Dolphins only ran seventeen plays in the second half um, you know fifty seven total yard total yards I think three first downs uh, McDaniel's taken some heat from the play calling two has obviously taken some heat uh, for his two interceptions especially the one at the end of the game where he was targeting Chase Claypool and kind of stared him down um, Tyreek is taking some blame because he had a big drop. And I'll, I'll, I'll say, I'll say I, I've leaned away from criticizing the play calling. I, I think you can criticize play calling some, in some spots. Um, but I, I feel like, I feel like there's that, that's so like Monday morning quarterback. Like it, it's so easy to say, Oh, we should have ran in this spot. He should have thrown in this spot. Like, yeah, it's easy to say that when the plays don't work. However, I will say there were plays to be made on Sunday that the Dolphins players just didn't execute and play. And I think that the the most glaring one was two plays before Tua threw his interception. Tua hits Tyreek in stride, right where he needs to be, you know, for what looked like if he would have caught it, would have been a game time touchdown. Because I don't know. I think he would have split the defenders. I'm not sure if any of them would have been able to chase him down. Instead, he drops it. The next play is an incompletion. Tyreek takes a hit. And then he has to go, uh, go on the sideline. And next thing you know, Two is trying to throw to, you know, Braxton Berrios, Chase Claypool, guys who doesn't have that chemistry, same chemistry he has as uh, with Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill. And then, you know, it's a bad route by Claypool. It's a bad decision, a bad throw by uh, Tua, and that's game over. Um, they've dealt with injuries. I, I think that they they have definitely missed uh, Jalen Waddle and Raheem Mostert these past two games, and it looks like they're going to be back on, on Sunday. But I still say, like, there have been opportunities to make plays. And and, and again, I, it goes back to like, it's not just about Sunday. It's about what we've seen over the last month or so. It's that in key moments, there's been opportunity to make plays and guys haven't done it. Um, you know, kind of going big picture with it. The Baltimore game, that's that's a bad loss. That's a terrible loss, especially given what was on the line. Okay, it happens. Um, but like you said, you, you can't lose. Like the Dolphins shouldn't have been in this position where they are fighting for the number two seed on the final game of the regular season. You know, the tight the Titans game can't happen. You know, 
we, we say it happens, but that can't happen, especially, you know, 14 point lead in three minutes. That can't happen. Um, there were opportunities to win this game on Sunday. I mean, the first half, really, really the first half where Josh Allen throws two, uh, two interceptions, um, just making bad decisions. They only get seven points off of all the fourth down uh, conversions. They didn't get it off of the turnovers. They only get seven points. Um, and as much as McDaniel, like, of course, he's, you know, beating himself over play calls. We can beat him uh, up over play calls. There's, there's, there's been plays to be made, and the Dolphins just haven't made it. Um, and, and I, it feels like that's like as much as the injuries have impacted and whatnot. You know, there's been opportunities, and I feel like that's the reason why the offense, or at least why we're, we're looking at them going on the road. Um, you know, I, I, I lean more to the execution of the guys rather than you know the play calling. Um, you know, could they have ran more? Of course, but. When you only have 17 plays, there's not a lot of opportunities to run the ball. And like you said, the Bills made the adjustments. I don't think the Dolphins, uh, you know, executed, you know, following those adjustments. Well, part of the reason you, you know, you know, you always say, well, maybe if you at least, you know, kept dis- distracted them a little bit with the with with attempting to run the ball. I mean, you only got seven. You only got 17 plays. You know, I, I well, well, at, you may I, you may have more than 17 plays. I mean, I mean, I mean, if you, you know, if you go and, play, and, if you go play by play, if you go play by play, no, I know situation end of game right. situation, you're play. back second if, and thirty, like there's not right. really a lot they, of chances they, they to make, run the ball. Right, situationally, it makes it makes sense. If Tyree catches, uh, I'll put it this way: if Tyree catches that pass at the end of the game, and it's a tie game. I don't think a lot of people are complaining about Devon H. only getting two carries in the in the second half. You know, uh, I I I don't know about that because I think that. The outcome is probably. I think, I, think, I, don't, I don't. You know. I think fans are a little savvier than they used to used to be, just because of you know we've we they have so much in, information and and fans they I think think about things differently. If, if nothing else, they're thinking this is my fantasy team. We you gotta give them the ball, you know. And they notice. And I think fans notice things like that a little more in it, you know, more quickly than they but used to. But it's easy. And, but it's and, easy. It's, I feel like that's a cop out. It's and, easy to say you should have ran. Daniel, Daniel don't, tell, don't tell me that you didn't say. Daniel, don't tell me you've never covered a game and you sit there and you're and you're go, and as you're covering the game, as you're covering it, you're going, you know, you you go you're going into a play and you're thinking, okay, they should probably do X, Y, or Z, or you know, geez, I I might yes, but yes, but after the fact, but after the fact, when I looked at when I looked at the stat sheet, I kind of looked at it. I, I I said there was an absence of the run game, but when you really look at it. I don't think that like I don't think Mike McDaniel made this like concerted effort to like try to throw the ball to and, and keep in mind the, the the Bills made the adjustments like the little the, the right. Dolphins ran that little pitch like fifteen times in the in the first half and they didn't do it they didn't attempt to do it a lot but when they did the Bills were all over that so right. I mean again you got to give Buffalo credit for making adjustments but I keep on saying there were plays to be made that the Dolphins just like for, like Tua made he missed Tyreek on some throws. He made some bad decisions where if there's better execution, you know, we're, we're not we're not having this discussion and we're not maybe complaining. I, I feel like the run game sometimes. OK, there's 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 cases where I'm like, all right, maybe you should have had a different tactic. But I, it feels like every time the Dolphins like don't do it, like, all right, they should, they should have run the ball more. Like I, that, that would have solved everything. Like I don't in this game, I don't think that's necessarily the case. It would have been it would have been better if they could run the ball and be effective. But I don't want to say that's the reason why the offense sputtered. Like they, no, they didn't, they didn't execute no, at all in the second half. No, no and I, I don't think. But but it's like you know, like most sputtered. I mean, I don't think they moved enough for sputtered. I mean that they, you know, like most 
like most, it was more like a crash. And like, and very similar to, for example, when planes crash, there's never one thing that goes wrong. It, there's, there's like five or six things that go wrong. And in this situation, and with most most situations with, you know, when teams have a horrible second half like that, a unit has a second half like that, there, there are several elements that go into it. We all want, everybody wants, especially fans love the single shooter. They want, they want, because that, then it's just, it's an easy fix. You fix that, fix that, you know, don't change him, you know, sub him. But it's very rarely the single shooter. And so there's, you know, you have several things that go into, go into that. So, yeah, yeah, there's execution. I think execution, play calling, uh, you know, just, you know, football is also such a domino game where you, you know, if you convert on this play, this gives you another. And and, and a perfect example of that was, uh, I think it was second. It was first and 15 after a false start penalty. It looks like Tua completes a pass, a low pass to Tyreek. Uh, they, re- instead of second and one, it's second and 15 after the, the challenge reversal. And then, you know, they throw the ball and they get a, a decent gain, but they get a blindside block. And then second and 30. And then it's like, all right, like if you want right, to just, right. you know, now, now throw a better yeah. pass, second and right. one, you can open up the entire playbook. Maybe you're, you right. take a field goal. Maybe it's a 10 point. Like it's, you know, like you said, there's, right. that, there's that domino effect. So a lot of things have to, like you said, a lot of things have to go wrong in order to have what we have. I mean, again, there, there was a prime opportunity. I mean, it looked like we got off to a little bit of a slow start in that game. And then when the, when the H-Hang scores on the seven, on the 25 yard run, you're like, all right, like if, like it's like every time the, the the Bills like you know they made a play the Dolphins were able to make a play in the first half you know and even down to the final seconds when Jerome Baker kind of stonewalls Ty Johnson and then instead of a, a tie game they go in there with a seven point lead and they're like all right the Dolphins are, are are looking good and even after Christian Wilkins got the strip sack and then they start that drive and they end the third quarter with a, a nice chunk game you're like all right shoot if the Dolphins get one score this might be it because the Bills for all they were moving the ball they weren't they weren't they converting were, they were, when it mattered right. most. So you know, from, points. The, the Dolphins were in control for most of that game, really, up until the punt return touchdown. And then that's when, all right, like, really, they lost control of that game. Because even with the offense struggling in the second half, the defense was getting enough stops uh, to, you know, to keep them at bay. Um, so, like you said, a lot of things have to go wrong um, in order to kind of have the result that we had. And a lot of things have to go wrong um, in the final month to go to be where we're at. Because, again, a month ago, it was 9-3. and three. First seed in the AFC. We're talking about, hey, could the Dolphins potentially host uh, all their playoff games at home? Instead, uh, if they want to make a long postseason run, probably going to have to go on the road. And that starts in Kansas City on Saturday night. So uh, it's going to be a, a daunting task, but they're going to go at it this weekend. Uh, we're we're going to take a short break. Uh, but when we come back, uh, we're going to discuss that daunting path, which starts in Kansas City. It's going to be cold. We're going to talk about the uh, the impact of that. Uh, keys to the game as well as give some predictions so stay locked with us and we'll be back soon what's going on everybody still here on the Dolphins and that podcast with David Neal talking all things Dolphins now in the first half we discussed uh the Dolphins regular season finale loss to the Buffalo Bills loss that dropped them uh to the sixth seed when they are set to play the Kansas City Chiefs on the road in the wild card round um there's a lot of talk about the matchup it's a rematch of a week nine game that was actually played in Germany, not Arrowhead, uh, and it ended up being a uh, 24 to 14 loss for the Dolphins. But now they're in Arrowhead, and with that comes 
the elements of the Midwest. Uh, a lot of talk around this. The Dolphins are set to play uh, in their coldest game in franchise history. Uh, interestingly enough, the previous coldest game in team history uh, was in Kansas City. They played a game in 2008. It was 10 degrees uh, at kickoff. The Dolphins actually won that game. The warm weather boys up in Miami, down in Miami. They actually won that game 38 to 31. Uh, but this game is going to be even colder. Uh, I spoke to a Kansas City-based meteorologist uh, that works for the National Weather Service. I actually wrote an entire story, uh, so definitely check that out on uh, my Mayor website. About the conditions, uh, he said that by kickoff, 7 p.m. local Kansas City time, uh, it's expected to be around 12 degrees, and by the end of the night, uh, it could be it could drop down to about eight degrees. However, it's going to feel like it's anywhere from negative five to negative 10 degrees because of the wind. Ooh, wind um, chill vector. Yeah, might not, looks like we're not going to get any snow, any precipitation, but shoot, that 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 cold is enough. Uh, no, no it, it, it's too cold to snow. It is literally too cold to snow. You, you, see, you, don't, know you don't see snow at that, you don't see snow at that temperature. Yeah, I didn't even know all that. So it's going to be cold. It's going to be brick. That's, that's, that's what you need to know. Uh, we talked to, I actually, I, I was, I was the resident weather question guy uh, at Miami Gardens in Miami Gardens on Monday. I asked Mike McDaniel, I asked some of the players, uh, all of them downplayed it. Durham Smythe, tight end Durham Smythe. He said, hey, like, it's not like everyone here has lived in Miami their entire lives. A lot of these guys grew up in this type of weather. Uh, you know, we all remember the I wish it were colder shirts that Mike McDaniel and a lot of the players wore last year. I don't know if they're going to break that, break out that again. But Mike McDaniel said, hey, we both got to play in the elements. Um, we got to start off with how much of a factor is it? And I got to you know add some, some background. I've seen some various stats about the Dolphins in cold weather games. I saw something like they're 0-10 in the last games played, last 10 games played under 50 degrees. But I don't know if that's necessarily right because I, I saw some games recently where I was like, it definitely wasn't 50 degrees like in San Francisco last year. However, uh, the Dolphins under Tua Tungabaloa are 1-4 in, in games in which the kickoff temperature is 50 degrees or below. He's had some struggles. You know, we remember uh, his second season, uh, Tennessee Titans in Tennessee, to clinch a playoff berth, uh, struggled in the rain, struggled in the elements. However, he's also had some good games. You know, we all remember uh, last season's regular season game, last year's regular season game in Buffalo. It was extremely cold. We got some snow at the end of that game. I thought that was one or two was better games. I thought that was kind of a narrative busting game in terms of, you know, the Dolphins and cold weather. But, you know, questions are coming back. Um, they're not concerned by it. Are you concerned about it? Uh, the, the the reflex is, of course, to say, hey, to lean toward the team that lives in that weather and right. has has more times playing that one. But you don't live thing. in this type of weather. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah, when it gets a certain level of cold, nobody's comfortable. That's what the meteorologist nobody. said. He said, sure, yeah, I'm no, from the Midwest. No, that's no, cold no. to me. So no, I can't tell no, the yeah, negative three and negative eight degrees. I covered... Uh, I covered Green Bay against uh, the Giants and the ice. I called it Ice Bowl Two. Uh, that for a while it was like the third coldest game in NFL history, and you know, who who nobody there was comfortable. In, I mean, that was those were two theoretically cold weather teams, and they're they're both freezing out there. Um, and uh, but you know, and then that game, big plays were made. Uh, you know, it's not as it's. It's no fun for the kickers. I mean that you you feel yeah, like you're kicking, yeah. you feel like you're kicking a kicking a, rock. Kicking a rock, 
Yeah, and, and a big, Shoot, how about a big catching the ball? Rock. What? I said, how about catching the ball? Uh, it depends like, on how that. It depends on how that ball comes. So Smythe uh, Smythe said something interesting where he's like, he said, unless it's like raining or anything like that. Like, like I was thinking about it because it was funny because the, the Patriots played in the snow and they're in the finale against the Jets and Ezekiel Elliott was like, I always wanted to play in the snow growing up and my first time playing in it, like the experience sucked. And I was thinking, I actually asked him like, which would you most prefer to play? Like if you have to deal with any of the elements, what would you rather deal with? And it feels like for most players, they'd rather least deal with the rain because yeah. you have, you know, you have trouble with your footing you have trouble with your hands. You got to ditch the gloves. Snow is a little different. Like you can get busy in snow. You, you have to worry about the footing, but you can get busy. Um, you know, when it's cold, it's like it's just cold. Like, yeah. it, it feels yeah. like more of a mental thing than physical. Obviously, physically yeah. you're going to be impacted, but it yeah. feels like more of a mental thing in terms of like persevering through it. it and it, it it pretty much is. And and you and also it's one of those things once you get really going in the game, I, I'm not saying you don't feel it, but you know, you can manage it a little bit more. Yeah, you're you're feeling a lot less than like, you know, you know, Bob sitting in the stands, you know, Bob and James yeah. up there with you know, just just sitting there trying to pound enough, you know, you know, co- coffee yeah. laced with liquor to <laughs> you, know, get, you know, feel good and get through it. Um it, but yeah, yeah. I mean, and you, we've had we've seen some great offensive games in the in the in the cold. You've seen we've seen great offensive games in the snow. Um, that Dolphins Chiefs game was thirty eight thirty one. I mean, it was we were watching that. It was an up and down, uh, up and down the field game. And uh, you know, I so I think I think maybe it takes a little bit of the edge off speed, if anything. That's uh, it. Yeah. The, the, the question it, for me, question for me is the wind. That's the one thing that stood out to me because he said winds are going to be yeah. 15, anywhere from 15 to 20 miles per hour. He said mm-hmm. that might impact. He said it might impact, you know, what side you pick at the coin toss to make sure you're you're kicking into the wind, you're, you're, you're throwing and passing into the wind. That's the one thing that sticks out to me because obviously the Dolphins are a high flying team. They like to throw the ball. Um and you know, I don't, I don't like to bring it up much, but you know, Tua doesn't have the strongest arm. He can, he can get it there, but right. it's, it's not Patrick Mahomes, it's not Josh, Josh Allen. So I, that, that's my one question: How on, much on the, is the wind going to impact the passing game? Because it might be, if, if it's, if it's going to be, if it's going to tangibly impact the passing game, then that I got, we got to focus on the run game. You know, we talked about the run game in the first half. They might have no choice but to run the ball if, if the wind is going to be, if impact the passing game that much. And. If that's the case, you know, the Dolphins, that might be the Dolphins' favor, frankly. I like their running game better than I like Kansas City's running game going against the Dolphins. Um, And also, while, you know, it doesn't, they put, let's wait, two his passes will feel better when they get to the receiver, to the receiver, than, uh, you know, at least if, if the stronger arm is, has the wind, on cold days, yeah, that's 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 not always a fun pass to catch <laughs> when when it gets there. Um, it can take now that wind can take a little bit of the edge off, otherwise. But it also, obviously, unless you know how to kind of a, adjust and account for it, it can hold the ball up. Yeah, it, pregame warm ups are going to be going to be huge in terms of like yeah. you know throwing yeah. balls of the wind, yeah. kind of getting right. a sense of the timing because you know the right. timing is so important for those for those deep passes. Um, so that, that is, yeah, I mean, time is important for 
you know, even the Dolphins run a lot of those, you know, Quick cross, medium crosses and everything. And uh, you, you know, like you say, the wind, the wind holds it up a little bit, and suddenly it's that half second and that that ball that's in front of Jalen Waddle, usually are hitting him right in stride, is now you know maybe an arm's length behind, and he's got a you know twist to make a good catch, or you know the it you know he's got to slow down the DB catches up. Yeah, I mean that's the, wind affects passing games, uh, rain affects passing games. Snow, cold. I've seen seen a lot of good offensive games in both. I mean, you know, there's and and also with if you're talking really cold, uh, this might seem strange, but who the quarterback with the bigger hands? Uh, that quarterback's going to have an advantage. Um, I mean, I don't. I was going to say I don't, I don't have two in Mahomes' hand da, size, da, combine da, hand da, size uh, da, on my on to memory, da, so. Well, going back into you know deep into history, the the Freezer Bowl game, uh, Dan Fouts and Kenny Anderson, the you know two you know, Fouts was the shoot was you know racking up yards like crazy, and he set all the seasonal passing records for yardage that Dan Marino eventually broke. Uh, Kenny Anderson was out there you know completing 70 percent of passes when everybody else completing 60, 55 to sixty, and the Bengals won the game twenty seven seven. Fouts said. I couldn't get a great grip on the ball. It was so cold. I could I could never really get a great grip on the ball while Kenny Anderson could, and he had a solid day. Um, you know, I I think that I think that can, especially if you're talking, you know, wind and having to, you know, maybe control the ball even more than you usually do. Uh, but uh, you know, this game if. The wind really hampers the passing games. As I said, I think this might help the Dolphins because I certainly, uh, from what we've seen this season, like the Dolphins' running game better than Kansas City's running game. Uh, and, and even the Dolphins' running game going against a good, very good Kansas City defense that's healthier than the Dolphins' defense, Kansas City just doesn't have – their, their running game is very occasional. You know, it's incredibly erratic. So – you know, I kind of like the I think the Dolphins are, can be a little more consistent than that, and they've got three backs they can you know, ro- you know, rotate in and keep fresh. And uh, yeah, know, this was this was like this was like a Jeff Wilson game. I don't know why. Like it feels like a like a ten carry Jeff Wilson game. You know, like transitioning to the to the matchup on the field. Obviously, you know, it's a rematch of uh, kind of a mid season game they played in Week Nine in Germany. Um, Twenty one to fourteen loss for the Dolphins. Um, there's another game where they got off to a slow start, um, but the defense really kept them in that game. Um, Tua has the opportunity for a game-tying drive. There's a miscommunication with Cedric Wilson, uh, misses him for a game-tying touchdown. The next play, um, bad snap, fourth down, game over. Um, obviously, on the Dolphins side, there, there's been a lot of change in personnel. You know, we talked about how that Week 9 game was like, it's kind of like a milestone game for them and marked like a, a real turning point because that was the first game that they had each of their projected defensive starters. That was the first game that Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey uh, played together. But now, uh, if my count is correct, the Dolphins are going to be without at least four starters. Um, Bradley Chubb, Jalen Phillips, uh, Jerome Baker, Xavier Howard, uh, Andrew Van Ginkle, all are going to be out. 
Um, Deshaun Elliott and Javon Holland are dealing with some injuries. Um, uh, you know, Javon Holland kind of, it looks like he had a setback with his knee injury, knees injury. Uh, he was limited in that game. So, and he, you know, they put out an estimated practice report on Tuesday. He went into practice. Same with Deshaun Elliott with a calf injury that he, you know, popped up in pregame warmups. He's dealing with stuff. Um, so as it stands, the defense is not, you know, it's not the same unit that it was in that week nine game. However, the Dolphins offense, you know, if Jalen Waddle and Raheem Mostert are back, uh, it's going to be about as healthy of a unit as they've been all season. Now, they're not going to have Connor Williams, who I believe you know, Connor Williams played in that week nine game. Uh, they're not going to have Isaiah Wynn, who they haven't had for, you know, since week seven. Um, you know, they've they've made the adjustments there, and I'm, I think they've gotten pretty solid guard play uh, despite him. But outside of that, they're going to be whole. And, you know, the Dolphins obviously into this game as uh, underdogs, road underdogs right now. I think it's four-point dogs. Um, but it seems like especially after the wave of injuries, like McDaniel, you know, opens up his Monday uh, presser, and, you know, Barry, our own Barry Jackson is just, like, asking him about the latest injuries, and it's like one after another, out for the season, out for the season, out for the season. I felt kind of like a – just like a, a – death now, whatever you want to call it, but I think the Dolphins have a better chance than people are giving, are, are giving them, you know, I don't, I, I don't, people are like, there's no way, like, you know, it's, it's on the road where they struggle, they're four and four on the road, they're one and five against winning teams, uh, which are all playoff teams they face this year, a lot of people are like, they have no shot, and I don't think that's the case. No, I, I, I definitely think they have a shot, that's, of course, I mean, yeah. it's, no, look, Kansas City hasn't looked like the team that we've seen since 2018 uh, from them at all this year. I can't, I try and think of a single game where they've looked, looked like that team where that you just said, okay, that's there. That's the Super Bowl team. That's the, that's the AFC, the AFC's best team. I can't think of one game like that. And I, I can't think of a game. They didn't look very vulnerable. Um, And yeah, I mean, if you, go with the quick breakdown of, you know, which team's healthier, you know, who's that's the Chiefs right now. Who's the, who's the better quarterback? That's and, that that's Mahomes, but 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 the elements might make and, it right, negligible. And, right, right. Who who's the better quarterback? Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> and and who, I mean if they're, and, if they're running the ball forty times, that, that, what, that's negligible. And where's your and where's your and where's your, you know and who's and who's the home team and yeah. who's who's the home team in a re, you know, a environment that can be, can oh, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be. I haven't been. Yeah. It's my first. It's going to be my first time in Arrowhead. But from what I've heard, it's going to be crazy. But I, I say that I, the, the the reason why I say I give them a better chance than people want to give them credit for is because if they're running the ball a lot, maybe they don't have to do all like the silent count based timing stuff with their emotions. Like if they're just snapping it and going downhill. You know, maybe that that almost plays in their favor. Like I, I think that the way the and, just the way the matchup is, and the fact that, um, you know, like you said, the Chiefs haven't been the, the world beaters at all. You know, I, I think this is a, a much closer game than people like. Like the defense, the defense is not in good shape, and I think that you know they were able to contain. Like I think that that was given the circumstances, that may have probably been their best defensive performance of the year. Um, you know, it's not it's not a, it's not a great Chiefs offense. But they held them scoreless in the second half. They were getting pressure on them. They were holding down in, in the secondary. Um, fundamentally, I don't know if they can get that pressure on Mahomes that they got last game. But I think that right. if, if they have a, a kind of a similar performance 
as the Bills game where all right, you might be giving up some yards, but you're getting key stops. Maybe you get a turn. Like I, I'm not counting on three turnovers, but if you get some stops in the red zone, you know, I think that the offense, as as healthy as it looks like they're going to be on Sunday, um, I think that they can make plays. I think that you know, I think it might come down to how well they can run the ball. If the it goes back to if the win is a factor, there's so many unknowns in terms of that. But I, I think also, that there's, I mean, there's a many, matchup for them to keep to keep it close. How, how many you know? How many turnovers are the Chiefs receivers going to give you? I mean, those yeah. those, I mean, those guys. Playoff games, playoff games are weird. Like, like this is going to be the first. It's going to be the first playoff game with Tua, you know, uh, as starting quarterback. Obviously, he didn't play last year when McDaniel took them to the playoffs in his first year. Um, you know, playoffs are, games are weird, and they can sway in both ways. You know, if you get a early turnover or missed field goal or whatever it may be, especially on the road, it might it might kind of pile on you quickly. But on the on the you know other side of it. If you do get a turnover early and you do get some momentum and you kind of go into halftime with a three-point lead or a seven-point lead, like that that stuff, you know, it, it's it's one game and you're out. Weird stuff can happen uh, in they, the postseason. A, a, and also a strong running game can, you know, not just, oh, keep, you know, keeps the offense off the field. Okay, yeah, you still have to stop when they get on the field. But, you know, yeah, it could shorten the game, but also it could, you know, kind of suck some of that energy out of that place because that, that yeah nobody wants to be tackling a 240 pound jeff wilson 200 right. pound it's when it's negative it's 10 degrees, that hurts 10 30, like that nobody hurts. wants to do that nobody and, wants to do that and you know uh, yeah i mean this is this is a winnable game for the dolphins i mean i like i said you, you go through some of the major things it's an uphill battle it's an uphill battle but you know, but, it's an uphill battle because we do have to yeah. acknowledge that they have not played well on the road and have not played well on the road against tough competition it is right. an uphill battle. It, it but is. I don't think I, I don't I don't it's, think it's a game that they should be blown out. I think that this is the game that they no. should and will keep competitive. I, I don't I don't think they get blown out unless like Casey scores early, turnover Dolphins, you know, Casey turns that into points, you know, and you know, Dolphins three and out, big play Casey, and suddenly you look up and it's twenty one or seventeen nothing, and then you know, and every and you know everything's this the snowball has started down here or the boulder started down here and the dolphins are the coyote and i think that's the only way they get blown out i don't see this being this kind of just systematic uh you know you can't stop them and they can stop you uh blowout and the which is what baltimore was uh so yeah i i, I think this is a game that's there for them again this is not a game i would you know, I would touch as far as a bet because it is that there are so many variables. There are so many things that, you know, can come into play. Uh, you know, you know, you lean toward Kansas, Kansas city. Uh, you think they're better. You think they're, you would think that they're a, a better coach team. Andy Reid's a more experienced coach. Mahomes is a more experienced quarterback and, and, you know, arguably the best quarterback of this generation. Uh, they're at home in a great, in a great environment. Uh, so it leads toward Kansas City. Again, as we said, though, there's a whole, all these things that can go very right for the Dolphins and, you know, give them the game. I would, but I'm still, I'd still lead Kansas City. 24-20, maybe. 
Oh, man, we're right on the mark. That's what I was thinking. I was kind of saying, like, do I want 24, 20, 21, 17? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking 24, 20. I think that, I mean, the, the first game was 21 to 14. I don't think the I don't think the Dolphins offense is going to get too ass slow of a start. I mean, again, that 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 play. I mean, that first game in itself had a huge swing with uh, toward the end of the first half. Tyree right. Kill um, in his first game against his uh, his his his, form, his uh, former team, you know, he gets stripped while the Dolphins are driving in two minute drill, and that completely changes the momentum of the game. Instead of you know going into the in, into the half 14-7, 14-3, uh, you know, it's it's twenty one zero. So you know. Weird swings can 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 change the the tenor of the game. Obviously, that's going to be a a big game for Tyreek. You know, first game back at Arrowhead, he wanted to to play that game at Arrowhead. Now he gets the opportunity to play right. um, back in his old stomping grounds. Justin Houston, one of the three uh, veteran linebackers who the Dolphins signed on Tuesday, he spent the first eight years of his career with the Kansas with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, maybe a little revenge against there. I mean, there the game it it. It's, it's it's kind of like house money. I don't want to say it's house money for the Dolphins, but they're they're not expected to win this game. Um, so you just kind of go in there and you just play it free. I but I I think they expect themselves to win this game. It, it's, oh, it's I mean they they, they expect every they expect to win every no, game. No, but. of course, but but it's it's not like I don't I don't think that. See, I think there's the, the house money games. I think are the ones where you know even the players are kind of like. It's gonna be a tough one, you know. Maybe behind uh, closed but, doors, but <laughs> yeah, right, right. But right, but I, I don't think the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are thinking, yeah, it's gonna be tough, but we we got this. We, I we mean, can do. I this. mean, for 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 as as non Chiefs like as Kansas City has looked this season, um, the Dolphins have a track record. You know, we're not talking about narratives. Like, right. I don't like. I, I I almost like don't even want to like talk about narratives anymore. Like that's kind of annoying to me. I just want to go like off the track record. And the track record right. is the Dolphins are a team that when they've gone away from home, when they've gone on the road, the offense hasn't looked nearly as good as what they've been at home. You know, there's right. a there's a there's a vast disparity in their offensive performances at home and on the road. You combine that with them facing a raucous environment that is going to you know con conceivably give them some issues in terms of communication and timing. Um you know, again, they have a track record that says that when they go on the road, they haven't performed extremely well. Now, I don't have any reason to believe that that's going to dramatically change. I do think that they can be a little bit better, but the Chiefs have a really good defense as well. Like the Chiefs went out right. there in right. Germany and they confused them, they out schemed them, they out executed them. Like that, that you know, the the offer the offense might be a little shaky, but that's a that's a top ten, a top defense uh, in Kansas right. City. So they're going to give them troubles as well. Um, again, I think that there's a lot of people that are like throwing in the towel to say this game is no doubt, no no way the Dolphins win this game. And I think it's more so because of the 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 injuries on defense, and they are big. But you know, I think that they still have some blue chip guys there that will make it tough. I do think they come up they come up short. I think it's it's a, it's a low scoring twenty to seventeen type game. Um, but if the Dolphins win this game, it wouldn't overly surprised me because i don't think that right. i don't i don't think that like just head to head the chiefs are that much better i think that you know right. they have the home field advantage and they have you know the advantage uh, of being a benefit of being a healthier team but i don't think that you know they're just head and shoulders you know more talented and better than the dolphins at this particular point in the season they they, they certainly haven't shown it i mean they have the advantage of playoff experience um at certain key positions at other keep at other key positions not so much. And 
So, yeah, I mean, this is this is a game that, like, you know, would not, as you said, wouldn't overly surprise me if the Dolphins won it. Um, I think, you know, it should be there for them to win. Uh, but, you know, if you got to, your head's on a chopping block and, you know, you got to, you got to go with one team or the, or the blade comes down. Yeah. He, you know, you know, which way you're headed. Yeah. I mean, but, the, the, the reason why they're four point underdogs, right, but, right. but, but, but again, four point, four point, under, that's not like an insurmountable. Yeah, it's not like they're, they're a yeah, touchdown that's, or that's, more. T- you know, the, the, bills, the, bills are t- the, the bills are 10 point favorites over the Steelers. Like that's a game right. that they expect to possibly be a blowout. I don't right. think this is going to be a blot. And Hey, you can only look to last year. Um, you know, they don't have Tua Tungvaluwa. They've got some injuries. No Raheem Mostert in Buffalo. They go up to Buffalo, and everyone thinks they have no shot. They think it's going to be a blowout. And, you know, Skylar Thompson has the ball in his hands for a final drive. And, you know, he misses Tyree Chill, uh, you know, for, you know, potential conversion to, to go and win the game. You know, they have Tua. They're going to have probably the majority of their offensive starters. Banged up defense, but – I think they can keep it close. Uh, and hey, if some things bounce the right way, which could happen, you know, weird things happen in postseason games. I think there there might be an opportunity to, to steal a game, uh, and then you know just keep on keep on uh, you know fighting to, to to stay alive. And then we'll be back here next week talking about another game instead of wrapping things up. Yeah, I was going to say this could be the this could be the final Dolphins in depth of the the Dolphins like actual season. It might be an off season, season. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, who knows? You might be might be in divisional round mode next week. Right, right, right. I know, I know. But we will still be here. We will still be here, though. We will be here. <laughs> All right, that brings us to the end of another edition of the Dolphins in that podcast. I want to thank you guys always for tuning in. A reminder to subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page, like, share, comment, and subscribe to the Miami Herald. We got a big week. It's a short week because the Dolphins are playing on Saturday night instead of Sunday, but we've got a big week. We've already had a ton of stories go up um, since the Dolphins transitioned and moved over into preparations for the Kansas City Chiefs. We're going to have a ton of stories uh, tomorrow as Tua talks, as McDaniel talks, as we get assistance talking, various other players, injury updates. So definitely stay locked uh, to the Miami Herald website uh, for all your latest Dolphins updates. We'll be back next week. Uh, whether it will be divisional round we, talk, we off-season we'll talk. Be, we will be here. We will be here. We will uh, be here. <laughs> we'll be back next week to recap another weekend of Dolphins football. But until then, you get you guys take care. See ya. Y'all be cool.